Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Fluently Forward. Guys, today is a very, very, very fun episode. Um, I assume everyone in my, I was going to say age bracket, (laughs) my good generation is going to know who Perez Hilton is. I also think anyone older and younger will also know who Perez Hilton is. He is an icon. He is a legend. What does Wendy Williams say? And he is the moment. Now, come on now. (laughs) Um, I just remember before I knew what blind items were, I would come home from school and when I could get onto the computer, I would go to PerezHilton.com, the hot pink website, and I would look at all of these you know, salacious celebrity posts where he would doodle penises on people's faces and cocaine on people's faces coming out of their noses. Now, obviously, that's not my typical morning routine or afternoon routine anymore because a lot about Perez Hilton, the website, the brand, the person has changed over the years. So you probably know him as the controversial gossip blogger. He is still in the industry of entertainment and pop culture, but he's changed a lot over the years. And something I just want to touch on before you know I introduce him and we get into this fantastic interview is that a lot of people um, I've seen comments would be like, why would you have Perez Hilton on? He's so controversial like what he did was horrible he's an evil person first of all I really don't think that evil people exist um and I think that if you say that it's you know it's a little bit wary I mean there's a few there's a few psychopaths out there but they're very few and far between um I think Perez Hilton is a fascinating person I also think when a lot of people are like oh my god the things he was saying were awful that, to quote Harry Styles, that is a sign of the times. Um, he wasn't really, he was viewed as controversial when I was growing up, but not so awful in the way. Like, I think people forget a lot just how different the world that we lived in was 10, 15 years ago um, compared to the day. And he's been in this space for, I think, 17 different years. And when I was growing up and I was checking out at the grocery store, you would always see magazine covers of like, is she pregnant? Is she just fat? It's a baby bump. Like I must have seen Taylor Swift, you know, be allegedly pregnant like 17 different times growing up. Um, You know, shots up the skirt, things like that. Like it's funny now how that was such a sign of the times and now we're talking about it like it's awful and it was of course we've evolved but that's how it is throughout all things in history you know you look back 10 20 50 100 years and you're like horrified at what we did back then not to like go in a different direction here but I was vegan for about two to three years and I do think one day we'll look back on factory farming and be like how did we as a society allow this to happen so it's just human nature we're constantly evolving and I think it's I don't know. I think it's like a little bit fruitless to take people like Perez Hilton or Tyra Banks and now in the year 2022 be like, why were you so awful 10 years ago? Let's talk about it. It really, I mean, that was just the times. We all watched like America's Next Top Model and things like that. And we were like, yeah, this is crazy, but it's no big deal. And only now can you look back at it. Also, I think Perez Hilton is Oh my God, I keep using the word fascinating. But the thing is, he was friends with these celebrities that he would write about. He would go to the parties. He actually knew about their life. Like it was almost kind of that, what do you call it, where the fish sucks the crap off of the whale or whatever. It was like a symbiotic relationship. And I was just like so excited to be able to talk to him because he's a pillar in this industry. So let's get into it without any further ado. uh, Here is my interview with Perez Hilton and thank him so, so much for coming on. Let's get into it. I have a bunch of questions for you. Also, my podcast centers a lot on like blind items. So I'm also hoping to pick your brain on like the blind item 
world and also maybe read you some of your own to see if you could confirm if they're true or not. Sure. Okay. Well, I don't do blind items that often. I do them every once in a while. Yeah, it was an, it, it was like a little bit of a you did them for a bit, but I think mostly I for used you. to do them more. Yeah, I used to do them more back in the day, but uh, you know, there's a few things nowadays. I'll do a blind item if it's something sensitive mm-hmm. that I don't want to reveal. For example, if I find out that a certain celebrity is pregnant, yes, you know, in the past. I used to out pregnancies <laughs> and there's some media that still does that. And listen, a lot of social media speculates about that all the time. Mm-hmm. Courtney Kardashian was at the Oscars and everybody was whispering, Ooh, she's pregnant. Ooh, she's pregnant. Yeah. Uh, but I remember vividly, you know, being on one of the episodes of real housewives of New York discussed I wasn't physically on the episode mm-hmm. uh, because I reported about Bethany Frankel's pregnancy before she had told anybody. Mm. And she was very upset about that. And, um, you know, I think a year or two ago, I found out about Katy Perry's pregnancy before anybody else did. So <sighs> instead of, you know, revealing that to the world, I did it as a blind item. Yeah. Um, I'll often also. Whenever I do them, which is not that regularly, I'll do a blind item if it's something very salacious where, uh, you know, you could easily get sued. And listen, I know a lot about the legal system. <laughs> you could get sued for anything. Yeah. Even if you're right. Okay. Yeah. Like, even if the mother of a person told you that her son did this, that person could still sue you as a tactic Mm -hmm. to financially drain you and hurt you. So if I want to avoid a lawsuit because I know that a certain person is extremely litigious or it's so shocking or whatever it might be, I, I might do that as a blind item. Because there's less so that, ground, I guess, to sue someone because you would say, well, well I said if it was I didn't an mention, yeah. yeah, if I didn't mention who it is, you can't sue me. Yeah. <laughs> so I know, obviously, you've spoken a lot. You've been in this game for 18 years now, right? Yes, 18 years. It's literally, literally it's a, a lifetime. No, an adult, yeah, yeah, an adult lifetime. Everyone, obviously, you're someone who needs no introduction. Everybody knows who you are. Can you tell folks just a little bit about who you are today because I feel like who you are today is so different than how people knew you 10 years ago 15 years ago well who I am today is a father of three and my son is reading his comic book right in front of me he was practicing piano and I'm like it's time to read I'm trying to do a podcast and now he's laughing at me Um, but I love being a dad and that is what makes me happy and that is what I focused focus most of my brain power on, you know, Mm -hmm. figuring out this thing called parenthood and this experience that we're all on uh, that is life and how can I be the best dad and the happiest person? Because in the past, I was happy, but I was just trying to stay afloat Mm -hmm. because everything was happening so fast and I was so busy that I didn't have time to sit down and analyze, okay, what's bringing me happiness? What's taking away from my joy? All of those things that you should do if you want to live a present and 
thriving life. Um, but my life in the past, you know, before children was so big that, you know, I was just buckled up and trying to not crash. Mm-hmm. And I did crash a lot of the time anyways. <laughs> and sometimes the, the, the crashes were thoroughly entertaining. <laughs> Do you think that um, there's similarities between being a celebrity blogger and being a father? Because I could see how both aspects, you know, you're observing someone's behavior, why they're doing it. Is this star going clubbing because they are seeking attention or validation? Is my child acting out in school because someone's mean to them or, you know, they don't understand? Do you think that you earned like certain skill sets from your prior career that help you now when it comes to parenting? Absolutely. I definitely think that my career prepared me to be the best parent possible for many reasons. One, I made a ton of mistakes throughout my career. I thought you were going to say money. (laughs) No. (laughs) I made a ton of mistakes Uh throughout my career that I learned from that I, I can definitely apply to my children And also in observing, like even recently, you know, just look at what's gone down with Will Smith, Mm. how he handled the situation, how he mishandled the aftermath, you know, all of that comes in handy when raising children. You know, the concept of honesty, transparency, contrition, gratitude, all of those things are very important Uh, and, you know... I I learned from the job, definitely. Yeah. And I think honesty has kind of always been one of the pillars that you've lived by, even 15 years ago compared to today. However, Uh when I was younger and I was dumber, I used honesty as... Like brutal honesty. Yeah, as a a sword, as a sword. And, And you have to remember when, even if you've... Foolishly and incorrectly, I take full accountability for all my mistakes. But even in the past, when I foolishly and incorrectly viewed myself as, you know, just wielding the sword of truth or justice or, Mm. you know, whatever delusional thing I was telling myself, you have to remember when you're dealing with a sword, that can hurt people. Mm -hmm. So now I'd rather focus on... I shine the light, okay? Mm. That's a much more positive way of talking about it, framing it, and working. (laughs) What would you say? Because I know my podcast started originally from growing a following on TikTok, and I know that you've had your troubles with TikTok. I have too. It's like you sneeze on there and you get banned for some reason, especially when it comes to celebrity culture because there are stands of every celebrity who will just mass report your videos or silence what you want to say. And we are moving into this world now where people can get deplatformed. We're a lot more sensitive. Sometimes it's for good reason. Sometimes it's not. Do you think we're moving into like a self-censorship culture where if you say something bad about a celebrity, even if it's just a critique, I don't like her dress. This performance wasn't great. Do you think we're getting so soft that like those opinions are going to be drowned out one day? Absolutely. And it's going to get even worse in the future because young people nowadays are incapable of receiving criticism. They're, They're of the school of thought that if you have something critical to say, just don't say it. Yes. And... 
you can express an opinion. Listen, don't, I want to be clear about this. Mm. You can have a contrarian or critical opinion that you express in a non-hurtful way. And that is absolutely valid. But there are all these soft young people who don't even want to hear it. Well, you're old or you should just keep that to yourself or that's none of your business or whatever it might be. So long as somebody's not bullying somebody with their opinion, mm-hmm. if it's ne- if it, if it's not blowing smoke up your ass, well so what? If it's, you know, <laughs> if it's being if they're sharing their truth in a way that's not derogatory to some, to somebody's physical appearance or whatever it might be, you know, mm-hmm. that is absolutely fine. More than fine. It's important. Young people and some old people need to learn to handle contrarian opinions or negative thoughts about you. Not everybody's going to like you. And that's mm-hmm. fine. And that's, lo- and that's a fact, too. Yeah. And Even yeah. in your place of work, not everybody's going to be your best friend where you work, nor should you expect that. Yeah. And I, it's interesting, too, because criticism makes you stronger. You need to hear it. Um, it does make you better at the end of the day. One TikTok video I made that got so much backlash, I was comparing Missy Elliott to Taylor Swift in a joke video saying that Missy Elliott was a better songwriter because she sings about having to shave her cooch before a guy <laughs> comes over, and Taylor never does that. And I got people being like, she is the greatest songwriter of our generation. How dare you say that? <laughs> I would say funny. the Swifties are probably the least fun fandom you've covered so many celebrities what group would you say is the most like they will ride or die for their celebrity no matter what you know i have parent brain and Mm -hmm. also i love giving just super current examples yeah so the first thing that came to my mind that is still valid and has been for many years are bts fans oh yep In, in fact let me um so there was this tweet that was sent out by Variety, the, the po- very popular industry trade publication mm-hmm. in showbiz. And the tweet was, BTS's V, that's one of the members of BTS, V flirts with Olivia Rodrigo I at the Grammys. Uh-huh. And it was part of the BTS performance. He wasn't really flirting. Yeah. And if you look at the tweet... It literally has 52,000 quote retweets, meaning 52,000, like for Twitter, 52,000 quote retweets, that's huge engagement. And like, they didn't get it that like, it's not that serious or maybe Variety was only joking, wink, wink, flirting, quotation marks. But I mean, like I've had multiple run-ins with BTS fans and like they, they go hard. Yes, it's like a religion or something. Fans of both Olivia and BTS couldn't get enough of the adorable interaction with many fans convinced that V was getting flirty with Liv while others felt this was simply just a sweet interaction between two worldwide superstars. Whatever the case, maybe we wouldn't mind a collab out of these two especially considering the guys revealed on the red carpet that olivia was amongst their dream musical collaborations what other dream collaborations do you want to put out into the universe who do you want to collaborate with Uh, olivia yeah i don't get it there are people that i'm also curious since you're such a public figure associated with what you do there are so many anonymous accounts 
I'm obsessed with the blind item website, Crazy Days and Nights, Dumois, but these are anonymous people who don't really have to face, you know, in-person harassment if they say something that people don't like. Looking back on your career, do you ever wish that you were anonymous? Do you ever think it's kind of cowardly for people to say their opinions without like associating who they are with it? That's a great question that I've never been asked. Thanks. <laughs> so let me think about that and give it serious thought. Yeah. Um, there's pros and cons to both. I don't know. I don't know if I have a preference. I mean, I'd have to. I'd have to. You'd have to like give me a, a cut because that's like such a meddy heavy thing. Because if it were anonymous, then that would probably make dating for me a lot easier. I might have mm. a husband and I could be, you know, happy and in love and all of that stuff. But there are a lot of perks that also do come with being Perez Hilton. You know, like I went to see Dua Lipa in concert recently and I got free tickets and that was nice. Yeah. Uh, so I'd have to do, you know, what they say in, in economics, like a cost analysis and weigh yes. the pros and the cons. <laughs> and um, I can't give you an an answer yet. And that's very unlike me, but I will say, I'll say, um, there were at points I wished it was anonymous, but I'm going to go with, I'm glad it wasn't anonymous because I don't know. I, well, I have I'm a lot of, it wasn't, I loved seeing well, thank you on the you. carpet, all their different reinventions. I, like, oh. like watching you was just such entertainment, like paired with information. I think it well, just, good. I, yeah. I'm glad that, you know, like <laughs> I've, I've, I, um, I have a lot of baggage, but Everybody has baggage. Mm. Mine is just a lot more, is more public and way heavier. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which I'm sure isn't a coincidence. I'm sure it being public makes it so much heavier. Now, yes. there's a couple blind items. We talk about blind items on this podcast for celebrities, TV shows. Your name has come up because you are essentially a celebrity yourself. I was wondering if I could read you some of these. And this will be the first time we could see if any of them are true or not. Because you never know what's real or not. (laughs) So we had one blind item. This was from crazydaysandnights.net. And it was allegedly about you and Chrissy Teigen saying, The A-list celebrity is using her handful of fake social media accounts to trash this tabloid writer for remarks he made over a dozen years ago. She wants other people to be called out for bullying. Have you ever heard of that? That's weird because, well, I had not heard that, but mm-hmm. after all of her drama many months ago, yes. I reached out to her to give her advice and mm. to share, you know, my words of wisdom, uh, you know, two separate things. Like, this is how I think you should handle things. Obviously, handle them however you want. And two, you know, just some words to lift her up. Because, hello, I've been canceled so many times, but I'm still here. And it is traumatic, I'm sure, going through that. And my advice to her really was don't quit social media, which is actually such a common trend these days. Like when people do something wrong, they feel they need to take this social media break. I'm like, why? It's bullshit. Let me break it down for you all. (laughs) The people who like you are going to continue to like you. And the people who dislike you are going to continue to dislike you, even if you take a social media break. That's so So, so true. Unless you really need a break for your mental health, then take it. But if being on social media and sharing and creating that content makes you happy, then fuck taking a break. 
Yes, I like that. I mean, that cuts to the juice of it. I think we're just so used to getting to people pleasing when you're a celebrity, right? Oh, Everything yeah. is PR, PR. Yeah, you don't get that from me. I only do shit that I really believe in, that I really, you know, want to do. Um, and I always say the truth still. Like, I know that people, ma- the majority of people, want me to be on this nonstop apology tour, want me to be self-flagellating and beating myself up for the mistakes of my past, which I carry with me deep shame and true regret over that. If I can go back in time and change how I used to do things, I would. But I'm living a happy life. I am blessed. I wake up every morning with gratitude and nobody can take that away from me. Only I can. Yeah. And it is such a weird, I've seen it happen in TikTok on real time where someone does something wrong, makes a mistake. They make an apology video because everyone asks for it. And then the next week they make another video, just regular content. And they go, well, we won't forget. And it's, you know, people online don't even know what they want. Sometimes you want an apology. Well, we won't forget the apology. The apology isn't enough. Donate. Donation isn't enough. Cancel culture I believe that righteous indignation could be a positive thing to move culture forward and make people better. However, it's two sides to a coin. Tied to righteous indignation are all of these folks who, who turn cancel culture and view it as a form of entertainment. Yeah. And that's not healthy. That's not positive in any way. Yeah, I think it's all about being... Did you hear that Louis C.K. is still jerking off on people, allegedly? Um, No, but I know he won a Grammy Award. Yes, which is crazy. Uh, So it's like... And then that probably gets people upset, too, because there's some people who honestly do look at what they do and change their actions. And then there's other people who keep jerking off on others and winning Grammys, you know? Yeah, I did not hear about the jerk still (laughs) jerking off on people. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right, let me read you another blind item here. This one is a little bit... You might not even remember this, but this was allegedly about you and two parties that were happening in the land down under in Australia. Allegedly, it says, "Big, uh, this person you either love or hate was all set to do an exclusive party in the land down under. Big bucks were coming his way. So what he decided to do was go ahead and double book two parties, even though he had promised both of them exclusivity. He thought the host would agree to something and he would get two fees. Well, neither host would budge. Finally, one had enough and said, you can just have him. So our person ended up with, uh, so our person didn't end up with no parties and he was very lucky to still have one. Do you ever remember double booking two parties in Australia? I know no. it's niche, but okay, interesting. No, but I would have loved that problem. I did host <laughs> one party in Australia a long ass time ago. Uh-huh. But the only the only party that I did so this could tell you if it's if it even is about me because that party was in I think two thousand and eight. Was that blind item from two thousand eight? Let's see. I'm clicking the link that it's associated with it. Yeah, but no, 2008. Oh, wow. Well, uh, <laughs> not that I'm aware of. I mean, oftentimes people might plant things, but yeah. I, I, I love when people either make shit up about me or like, I'm old school. I believe any press is good press. Make shit up about me all you want and people are willing to run it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> there was a blind about you. I took it out of this document because I don't want to read it word for word. It was a little bit inappropriate. Um, 
but it was about, you know, someone had gotten a hold of a nude picture that you had sent. Ooh. It was glowing reviews. It couldn't have said better things about you. I was, I was almost like, oh, did somebody write this in? Like, I would (laughs) write in a blind like this about myself. But anyway, that was a blind item out there. The next one we have was one about Demi Moore saying, which former A-plus list, mostly movie actress who's now a struggling B-lister, once vented to her PR people about that celebrity blogger. She threatened to, quote, destroy that slur. She was unsuccessful in shutting down his website, which was her main goal. Any beef with Demi Moore? I mean, I was, what's the word to describe it? Um, The worst, those are two words, um, when uh, talking about her daughter rumor back in the day, um, you know, that's definitely like a huge stain in my past. And I, she would absolutely be justified in feeling that way. Uh-huh. But thankfully, she never sued me or tried to sue me. She could have, like I said a few, a few moments ago, you could, she could have sued me for any reason. And she yeah. didn't. Okay, interesting. Yeah, you never know which of these are like written in by someone upset. Obviously, there were a bunch of blind items between you and Lady Gaga. I think that's kind of the most infamous feud that people would think of when they think of Perez Hilton. We have three different blinds here, but they all talk about the same premise. um, Okay. Of you know this fake feud. I wish it were fake. Go after. Yeah. So what would we've not been friends for eleven years now. So the fake feud (laughs) is a real feud. Was there ever a time at the beginning where it was you know? No, it was always real. Okay. No. So the I mean she wouldn't itself. Yeah. She wouldn't need to. uh, If anyone would have. She, why would she, I mean, at the time in 2011, that was her peak, you know, she was, she's still an A-lister, mm-hmm. but at the time that was like peak Gaga mania and oh, yeah. she wouldn't, she wouldn't have needed any fake drama to generate press. She was literally being written about every single day because of every single day she would be wearing a different outfit, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you take days off? I mean, do you, or, or do you feel like you're in this whirlwind and you have to keep it going? Right now, we're in a bar, right? Mm. And there's a camera right there and a camera right there. But if I were to be sitting in this bar and we didn't have a scheduled interview, there would still be a camera over there and over there and over there. You do think about that too, especially something we cover on my podcast a lot are PR relationships, which I'm obsessed with. And the main thing I think that most say, of them are real. Most of those relationships are real, now, um, just but they're yeah. no, they're but they're also what I call celebrity math, right? Like mm. they're it's the same with also celebrity friendships, right? Like Larza Pippen when she was friends with Kim Kardashian. Mm. Celebrity friendships and celebrity relationships are similar, but celebrity relationships, like I often call them celebrity math, right? Like two D-listers dating together equal one C-lister. So you both elevate each other by your union. So celebrities are aware of that, but you're not really going to be in a long-term relationship with somebody just for press. Or a marriage or have a child. Exactly. Some people think that. Exactly. Like my podcast co-host, for the longest time, refused to believe, you know, like Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian were really a thing. Oh, and I'm like, I'd agree with him. I think they're, but beyond. now they're, now they're six months plus into their relationship. 
Yeah. Well, I will say you do have a podcast with Chris Booker. Yes. Do you get this all the time? The first time I saw it, you reinvent yourself so much. I thought it was Cory Booker and I thought Perez was going Politico <laughs> or something. <laughs> I would love that. I was at, I think I've, I mean, I'm still very political, but we had to go through those four years with Donald Trump and mm. it disenfranchised me with politics, but also gave me hope. I was like, you know what? We were able to survive those four years. We could do (laughs) anything. Exactly. If we could make it through those four years, we could do anything. Yeah. If I get up to heaven, fingers crossed, and I get to ask God one question, it will be, what happened with Taylor Swift and Carly Kloss? Carly Scott from Texas wants to know your reaction to Taylor Swift's recent L essay, where she reflected on the infamous squad um, and realizing that that was becoming the embodiment of her insecurities. Taylor is incredible. Yeah. And I feel really lucky to call her a friend, and she's one of the hardest-working women, and I loved her essay. You were one of the first people to talk about how their, some people say relationship, some people say friendship, was ending. There have been so many sources over the time. Carly was inviting people over to um, the apartment when Taylor wasn't there. It was a romantic breakup. She was feeding Scooter Braun information. Where do you stand on the breakup, and what do you think happened since nobody really knows? Well, I definitely heard that Scooter Braun, who I think still is, or if not anymore, was for a long time Carly Kloss's manager, that played a big part in the end of their friendship. But you know what? In your 20s, you make friends and you lose friends a lot. You do, but it's such a drastic... Sometimes you fade away. And she does that with a lot of people. Like, even Todrick Hall. I don't think think she's friends with Todrick Hall anymore. I don't think they've been spotted together in many, many years. Well, she's only been spotted with, like, Joe Alwyn and, like, a pine tree lately. I feel like she's just in the forest. No, like, she, she, you know, she still de- hangs with, like, the Heim sisters and yeah. um, a lot of, uh, a, uh, like, she hangs with Antony from Queer Eye. Yes. <laughs> she still hangs with Gigi Hadid and Selena Gomez. There's still her, her crew. Yeah. Uh, but she's let go of a lot of folks along the way. I mean, it literally happens all the time. Even before Taylor was mega famous, like one of her first celebrity friends was Julianne Huff, and Mm. she's not really friends with Julianne Huff anymore. They might be friendly acquaintances, but they're not tight. They're not hanging out. Um, uh, So many other, or Katy Perry, well, they had that famous falling out, but then, and now they're they're friendly, but they're not really friends. You know what Mm. I mean? Exactly. Uh, So, yeah. What is the best way to keep yourself from burning out? I would say, and I think most people would, it's to do something fresh. It's a great way to stay motivated and keep yourself from doing the same thing over and over. Peloton is pushing you further with so much more new exciting content on the Peloton Bike and the Peloton Bike Plus. 
They have new classes, new music, and just a whole bunch of new ways to keep your workouts fun, interesting, motivating. So here are some of the new additions that they have for the new year. They have boxing, something I've always wanted to try. It's something you can do without any gloves needed and you don't need to have any prior experience. Any beginner can take these boxing classes. They also have new artist series music selections. I constantly need music to work out, so I think this is fantastic. And they also have more daily workout variety. So if you want to put together a workout with cardio, strength, and meditation, you can do all of that. So you can visit onepeloton.com to learn more. That's O-N-E-P-E-L-O-T-O-N.com. One of my favorite infamous Perez Hilton stories is how John Mayer made out with you at a party. I've heard the story myself, and I have a little secret conspiracy theory kind of related to it. So could you tell everyone that story? And then I'll tell you just kind of like the little thing that I think about it, because it has to do with how he enjoys porn. Well, that... I don't want to say it's true, but I've heard it from a lot of people (laughs) that he likes to watch male on male adult films and you said when he's he told you that right yeah okay. he did he even name checked his favorite adult male porn star <laughs> who was Bre- it brent corrigan who's <laughs> retired now but he was iconic back in the day they made a movie about him and everything king wow. cobra with james franco oh. <laughs> uh yeah uh, but it was new year's eve and that that year I co-hosted MTV's New Year's Eve celebration. Um, Who was on that year? I don't remember who was on that year, but the year after was Tila Tequila. So anyways, um, uh, then after MTV New Year's, I co-hosted an after party with Christina Aguilera. But that after party ended. So then we went to the after party's after party, the after party of the after party uh-huh. at this club that had closed that I knew the owner of in Chelsea. And John Mayer rolls up with Jessica Simpson and they were dating at the time. Sexual and this is, yeah. She was a brunette at the, mo- at the time and they were drinking the dark liquors. Like, oh, I didn't see them do anything else. You know, like I'm not alleging any D-R-U-G-S, but... Um, he was drinking a lot and uh, he just stuck his tongue in my mouth and like tongue and for an extended period of time, like it wasn't a brief thing, (laughs) but it wasn't hot either. I was just like weirded. I was like, I was like, what is going on? Like, I mean, it was kind of hot, but I was also just like confused and weirded out. And, and that happened. (laughs) It's fascinating to me and and you know he's spoken about having a porn addiction um oh i didn't know he had an addiction yeah he's spoken about that and all of these quotes saying that basically he got whatever ass he wanted in his 20s so then he started watching porn and he developed this addiction where he had to watch more and more graphic stuff to get the same you know release so he ended up on like very fetishy porn addictions and then he had to quit and then he like did some interviews about it so when he when I heard that he was talking to you about watching porn back then I'm like I wonder if this was in the throes of his porn addiction maybe I will speculate sure I do not have any information but John Mayer and his gay BFF Andy Andy Cohen Cohen. have they've hooked up (laughs) 
at least a few times. I took a road trip with John uh, from L.A. to San Francisco, California. How did that happen? Was uh, this just for fun? We like- were going to see The Grateful Dead, actually, their 50th anniversary what? show. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I'm a big deadhead. And John so how'd you get on- Was like on mopeds? What was? How did you we were do this? In, we were in this big, I can't, oh, this Earth Roamer of John's that What's was really cool. It's a big-ass car, and that's our truck, kind of. Yeah? Uh, yeah, it's the most hetero vehicle I've ever been in in my life, basically. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, And so while we're going there, what happens but marriage equality passes the Supreme Court? While you're driving up there? While we're driving up there. And I go, So you're you're in San Francisco? We're on our way, yes. And so I say to John, I go, dude, marriage equality passed, and FYI, it's gay pride in San Francisco. I'm going out tonight. And he goes, I'm going with you, just so you know. I want to celebrate with you. So many blinds about that. Also, the craziest one is John Mayer, Shawn Mendes, and Camila Cabello all hooking up together. Ooh, that's hot. (laughs) I'm into that. Yes. (laughs) Senorita. Yes, senoritas, or however it is. You, You speak Spanish here. I just have to say, like, I am so happy to have the chance to talk to you. And... Everyone can find you have your podcast now. We're going to be talking after the show about your new CBD company, My True Ten. Yes, MyTrueTen.com. And you guys have gummies and gummies and uh, muscle relief gels. We have a cooling gel and a warming gel, and you can check us out at MyTrueTen.com. Great. And you're still on Instagram. You have the podcast. Is there any like next evolution of Perez Hill? Are we going to be seeing? Are you going to make one of those Kardashian apps where like you can win coins and dress up your avatar? I mean, I really want to manifest, and I've been, listen, I just want to manifest more money, period. (laughs) If I had, you know, my dreams, it would be more work in television, Mm. but it's not easy getting TV gigs, okay? So um, I'm just grateful that 18 years later, while I'm not an it girl anymore and I'm not as relevant as I used to be, I'm not hot, but I'm still here. But then again, Paris Hilton, not that I'm comparing myself to her. She's way more famous than I am, but she's not as famous as she used to be. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's just natural evolution of celebrity cycle and media. But like Paris Hilton, Perez Hilton is an icon and Perez Hilton is forever. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. And you know what? You say more money. There's always OnlyFans. You and John Mayer could recreate that moment. But you have mentioned an influencer that you compare yourself to, which I think is so funny. Jake Paul with the constant reinvention, breaking into well, yeah, different platforms. I, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I think I created the roadmap for Jake Paul in that reinventing myself and showing the world that being controversial isn't a bad thing, yeah. <laughs> you know? It gets people talking. It is a skill to have people talk about you, and not everyone has it. So thank you so, so much for coming on. Thank I you. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it, and oh. um, thank you for clearing up the blind items, too. I've always You're wanted welcome. to ask someone if these things are true or not. Well, thank you for having me, and 
maybe I'll see you on TikTok, but not really. Yeah, if <laughs> I'm you not ever allowed. get back on, let me know. I, I would love to be back on. <laughs> I've learned my lesson, TikTok. They don't want criticism. So I will keep it a positive, happy Pollyanna experience for all. Or you know what? When like the metaverse takes off, you could just like claim ownership somewhere there by a little plot of land. Well, like any like listen, I'm on Instagram, but that's dead. Oh, Instagram, it's been dead, yeah. Yeah, it's dead. Actually, Facebook is having a moment. Like my Facebook is, is yeah, shockingly, Facebook is having a comeback. Uh, my fa- I'm getting a lot of traction and growth on Facebook. Um, the next TikTok will come around eventually and yeah. I will be on there. Yes, <laughs> I'll be right there with you trying to make something happen. Yeah, well, thank you. And thank you everybody for watching and listening or listening. Uh, appreciate you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for us. Bye. Have a great night. Bye. Thank you. All right. Huge, huge thank you to Perez Hilton for coming on. Please go check out uh, My True 10 if you're interested in any of his CBD items. I love CBD. I, I, well, I also love THC. <laughs> I love everything about the plant. So just a few things to talk about here, some trending celebrity news uh, at the end. Okay, the first thing I want to mention is, I know that we talked about Haley Bieber last episode, but we have um, a new update with her on TikTok. She made a video asking trolls to, quote, leave me alone. So she made a TikTok video, and this was like a half hour before I posted something kind of bitchy about her on Instagram. At first, I was like, oh my God, she saw my Instagram. There's no way she saw my Instagram. Anyway, so she wrote in the comments, this is for you guys, or sorry, in the caption, this is for you guys in my comments every single time I post. And she did this TikTok video saying like, please leave me alone. I don't do anything. I don't say anything. Please leave me alone. Which is funny because if you follow me on Instagram, that was my entire post being like, she doesn't do anything and she doesn't say anything. (laughs) And of course, I, I sympathize with celebrities who go through this. I mean, God knows I go through it myself. I've seen some obscene things in my DMs and comments and everything like that. But I also do find it funny when celebrities do stuff like this because it just, it never works out for them. It never works out for them, does it? Within the hour, people were taking the screenshot of her being like, please leave me alone. And they were making all of these spinoff meme videos about it where it's like, you know, my boss asking me to do something that's actually in my job description or like the cookies staring at me from my pantry and you being like, please leave me alone. And I don't know. I mean, honestly, maybe I'm just a hater. I probably am a little bit of a hater. Um, I just find it very weird when celebrities do this because any celebrity at any given point could make a video like that and they would be completely in the right to do it. Any creator could do that too. And I know I'm probably coming off as a little bit hypocritical because I think at the end of my Glee episode, um, I talked about how I was having trouble with the comments. But I think the way I phrased that was like, let me know if you have any advice on how to deal with this. And I've made a few friends only videos on TikTok being like, does any other creator have advice on how to deal with this? Because that's what I'm interested in. I'm not going to ever ask people to stop leaving shitty comments. People are, that's human nature. We're always going to leave shitty comments. So I do think that's kind of weird when a celebrity makes a plea like that, because they know that the shitty comments are never going to stop. What do you think? You're going to like solve malicious human nature? It's it's like everywhere. It's in all of us. Um, So you know that the comments are never going to stop. And also you've been famous for like 10 years at this point. So you probably have the resources to deal with those comments. So yeah, I probably sound like a little bit of a bitch, but I can't help but see that other than 
I just see it as like a cry for victimhood or like, you know what I mean? Like, and I feel like Haley has perpetually been the victim over the last five years. Some of it her doing, some of it not. I mean, we've all seen the compilations of Justin Bieber being like a total dickhead to her people chanting Selena at the Met Gala, like that's really fucked up. And I don't know, I just have to say like the the number one worst thing you could probably do for your empowerment is keep yourself in like a victimhood mindset. Even if it is true and deserved, I don't think it would really help you with anything. Anyway, I don't know. I just, I, I thought that the TikTok, bleh, I thought that the TikTok was a bit weird. Let me know what you think. Oh, and I guess I'm not done. There was one more thing I have to say on it. When people in the comments were like, yes, like leave her alone. Like, um... She hasn't even done anything, blah, blah, blah. Of course she hasn't, but people are always going to have an opinion on you. You know what I mean? Like I've seen threads where people talk shit about me and I'm like, that is your God-given right. Like I do think it's insane to be like, you should only talk about people ever if you only have something nice to say. It's like, come on, like we're human beings with opinions. That being said, I've never commented anything shitty to Haley Bieber. Nobody should. If you're ever commenting something shitty to a celebrity, I think you've got a problem. Okay, let's move on. J-Lo is engaged to Ben Affleck. I really don't give a shit about either of them. God, I guess I am a hater. Um, you know, and then after their engagement, it was announced that a Netflix documentary is coming out about her. I mean, I just think that people were hyped on the Benefer train at the beginning and now they're not and they can sense this. I was listening to the Dumois podcast with um, Celebrity Memoir Book Club. They were saying that there isn't a wedding date set. So it's like, oh, is this just like a PR move? Kind of seems like a PR move to me. But something that I do like and I do want to talk about is that she has a rare engagement ring. It's like this green engagement ring. The size obviously is like massive. It's basically like the size of her entire knuckle. And the color is this beautiful light green. You should look it up. And apparently industry insiders have been on the lookout for a 10 karat green diamond for two months. They say it's a natural diamond that hasn't been color treated. And this is where, good God, as I look at my apartment where a hole is stuffed with steel wool so a mouse can't come into it, they estimate that the entire ring, including the 18 karat gold prongs and the white gold platinum setting, would have cost about five to seven million dollars. I made a TikTok last week about how um I really don't understand why people ride so hard for celebrities because like... You know, people say, like, don't sympathize with billionaires. Meanwhile, you're out here defending, like, Dua Lipa's copyright battle in the comments and, like, wasting your energy doing that. Like, Dua Lipa doesn't know who the fuck you are. Like, let millionaires fight their own battles. Um, you know, if you're getting a ring that's five to seven million dollars, maybe I'm just not bougie enough. I would feel bad if I got that. I would be like, absolutely not. Like, that could be donated. We need to do something else. I don't know. I think it's a little bit fucked up. Okay, but the ring, the ring is gorgeous. And I'm going to post on Instagram a reel of rare, unique celebrity um, engagement rings because, like, we've all seen the diamond. Love it. I think Blake Lively's engagement ring is, like, huge and gorgeous. But there's some over the years that I've seen, like, Emma Stone has this gorgeous pearl engagement ring. So I'm going to post, like, a reel of um, ones with, like, unique stones because I think that's just, like, I think it's so pretty. I think it's cool. I like that. All right, an update on Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. They are finally beginning their court case that I think, what was it? It, it like started three years ago and then got postponed due to COVID. I will definitely have more on this for you next week because we're only a couple days into it, but we have some new information. 
Johnny Depp's friend took the stand and they had to read some of the text messages between the two of them. In it, they Johnny Depp and his friend refer to like Amber Heard's fucking burnt corpse, wishing that her corpse was in the back of a fucking car. All of this stuff, which is like insane. That being said, if anyone saw my private text messages to my friends, I would be placed in a conservatorship immediately. There's no other way around that. But yeah, obviously that's like fucked up. Um, not good at all. Then we also have news here too that Johnny Depp allegedly penetrated Amber Heard with an alcohol bottle during a hostage situation across three days in 2015. And this is coming from Amber Heard's camp in the whole like situation. So her lawyer said here, um, he has punched her. He has kicked her. He has told her he's going to fucking kill her and he fucking hates her. He's pounding at her, pounding at her. And then he penetrates her with a liquor bottle. Quote, as she spoke, the Pirates of the Caribbean actor reportedly shook his head as if he was disagreeing with the claims made. And Johnny Depp's spokesperson denied the claims. And in a statement, they said, quote, these fictitious claims were never made at the onset of Amber's allegations in 2016 and only advantageously surfaced years later once she was sued for defamation after noting in her op-ed that she was a victim of sexual violence. So it's interesting, right? Because Amber is bringing this new information um, to the table, but words, when it comes to a defamation case, are very, very important here because um, this thing about the bottle, uh, which is like horrific, um, didn't come up in her original testimony. So Johnny Depp's camp is trying to say, you know, you only brought this up recently. You're trying to take advantage of the Me Too situation. Who the fuck knows what's going on? I think a lot of people mostly are team Johnny on this. And I think that's just because Amber Heard is like a little bit of like a psycho from what I've heard. Um, that being said, like you never want to say that like you never want to say that a victim isn't a victim, but they're both saying that they're the victim. I don't know. The whole thing is confusing. I'm just going to be very interested to see how it plays out. Okay. Also, we have a Rihanna update. She was on the Vogue uh, May issue looking gorgeous and pregnant and talking about maternity fashion and things like that. This I want to highlight too. Um, she, let's see, Rihanna added that she's frightened of feeling, quote, out of control emotionally due to postpartum depression. I thought that was really, I just really like that she spoke about that. Um, I feel like so many women, it's women have so many shared experiences and thoughts and fears among us. And a lot of them, at least for me, center around pregnancy and not so much the idea of like your body isn't your own for a good like two and a half years total because like you're pregnant and then you're breastfeeding and then you're quote, you know, trying to get your body back. But also this idea, which I think frightens me a lot more, and people talk about it only in a small sense, the idea that like after you give birth, your baby could be placed on your chest and like maybe you don't like it or maybe you don't connect to your baby for the first like six months or year or you have postpartum depression. I've heard about postpartum anxiety that not a lot of people talk about. Um, also, you know, your fucking taint was split open, just like all of this stuff. Um Anyway, and I, I just think it's nice to highlight that because I think a lot of people, when they talk about pregnancy, it's just like, get your body back, get your body back. Um, I remember in the Kardashian episode, there was one thing where like Kim like screamed when she saw like a stretch mark on Courtney or something like that. And I think a lot of people think about pregnancy in the vain sense. And I don't know, I just like more focusing on the mental health aspect of it. And also like not to be this person, um, but there are so many easily accessible drugs on the market to make sure that a guy gets hard. And if men were giving birth, 
I really, truly do believe that the birth process would be so different. I think that um, the time you have off from work would be so different. I think that the resources you have would be so incredibly different. And it just kind of seems like women are consistently screwed the fuck over. So moving on. Okay. And the last thing I want to mention, I briefly spoke about the Kardashians screaming about their stretch marks. I was having like a very philosophical morning this morning and I was just thinking to myself, I think I am not ever going to talk about the Kardashians again because here's the thing. I think they negatively impact us so much more than they positively impact us. And honestly, this could be like 100% like a me situation. You might not relate to this, but let's say how they positively impact us. Okay. I see a meme about Kris Jenner and it makes me laugh. That's like two positivity points. Then the negative positivity points are like, I'm impacted by the photoshopping, the line about the photoshopping, the out of touch comments about how we need to work hard, then lying about how that quote was taken out of context when it wasn't. I am negatively impacted by them selling fit tea laxatives and things like that around diet culture. I'm negatively impacted by them flaunting their wealth all the time and then doing these wealthy bougie giveaways on Instagram so that way they can write shit off of their taxes that they don't have to pay. I'm tired of them paying Forbes magazine to say that they're all billionaires when they're not only to turn around the next year and pretend that they're just like relatable every people when it's like you can't fucking be a billionaire and also relatable. So like pick a lane. I'm negatively impacted by seeing them culturally appropriate like what five different cultures at this point. I'm negatively impacted by like getting sucked into the Kimye drama and like my cortisol levels are spiking over Northwest being on TikTok. Who gives a fuck? I'm never going to meet these people. What about the fact that Chloe wanted all of us to get so angry at Jordan Woods for what was going on with Tristan? We were all sucked into that drama. And now here she is on the latest interview being like, Tristan's a really good guy. And it's like, you just wanted us to be outraged over this and now you're asking us not to be outraged while at the same time you told us everything that was going on and made this a public issue. It's just, I don't know. And then it came out that Khloe Kardashian was in fact photoshopping her daughter True into these Disney photos and then she admits it. Like, you know what it is. They're trying to get press for the Hulu show coming up. And then she's like, oops, I guess I did photoshop her. Ha ha, let's not talk about it. Obviously, she did that to get people talking about it. And I don't know. I just sit here and I'm like, we shouldn't give the Kardashians any of our time, energy, or money. And like, why do we get so outraged over these tiny things that they do? And it just keeps benefiting them. So I think, honestly, what I'm going to do is not talk about them ever again because I'm I'm just sick of it. And like, some of the drama is entertaining. You know, like Grimes and Elon Musk dating. Like, that's that can entertain me, the drama between them without negatively impacting what I think about myself. And the drama with the Kardashians, like it does on the back burner impact me negatively and how I feel about myself. So, you know, maybe I'm just more sensitive than the average person, but this this is my public take. I'm never going to talk about the Kardashians again, but you should check out Kardashian Colloquium. We had her on and she always has great stuff to say about them. Okay, that is that for this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to check out more, um, fluentlyforward.substack.com, that is where I put a 
bunch, a bunch of stuff. Um, every Friday we have a newsletter that goes out at noon. I drop in blind items that I didn't mention on the podcast. There are a couple about Perez and Lady Gaga that I didn't feel comfortable bringing up to him in the moment. They just kind of center more on what we talked about. So I'll post the actual blinds there. And then that's also where I reveal who is going to be on next week's episode. And I'm very excited for that. So head over there to check it out. Thank you to Perez Hilton for coming on. And thank you um, to you for listening. I really appreciate it. So I'll see you guys next week. Bye.